Welcome to a Radio One Ninety One FM podcast. I am on the phone with Dr. Alexander Tups. How are you, Alex? Yeah, Kira, Matthew, you're very good. Thank you. So, I believe you were part of a 2015 study on establishing there was a dietary falvenoid called butane. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. And the study was proposing that it could have very positive impacts on blood sugar levels. Yes. Fast forward eight years or so, around eight years, seven to eight years now, and yeah. now there's a new study where it seems like it is now dahlia petals seem to be the source of this butane as well as a couple other things that could be really important for blood sugar levels. So where did the dahlias come into it? When, when during that time did they become important? Yes, yeah, so um, I had a lab in Germany, and we, we started the research there, and we looked into, um, well, we discovered butane, which is um, a compound that is actually abundant in a toxic tree that cannot be utilized that well, and um, we found that this helped to improve um, blood sugar levels in mice. And um, when I moved to New Zealand in 2014, I had a chat with a colleague over coffee here, mm. And then we came to this conclusion that it might actually be in dahlias. And, um, yeah, it was um, just a lucky coincidence. Yeah. And then we investigated dahlias further and um, collaborated with people here at the university in plant and food research and also in food science. Mm-hmm. And then we discovered that it, on, that it not only contained butane but also two other flavonoids. Mm-hmm. And um, we found that all of the three are important. And so where where exactly do you source the dahlia? Is it from New Zealand, like locally grown? Yes, yes, all locally grown, and um, it's grown in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually a funny story. So we went to dahlia shows at the time, and we, we met some international experts who grow dahlias, and it all originated in Vakagel, actually, okay. where we grew the first dahlias. But now it's upscaled commercially and grown in Christchurch. And you say it's upscaled, so does that mean that Dahlia now, is it a little bit more expensive than what it was a few years ago, and has that affected um, this research at all, like maybe the implementation of it as a uh, medicine? So we um, we grew it first in Invercargill and did all the studies mm-hmm. on in our lab, but then you need to upscale to produce Dahlia dietary mm-hmm. supplement, so it's not a medicine. And to do this, we we um, partnered with a commercial partner, who um, the company Aroma in Christchurch, and they're growing the dahlias in a large scale. So we had to actually figure out how to mm-hmm. grow dahlias um, large scale and not for you know for show, yeah. um, and which is um, quite new. And um, it worked quite well so far. Yeah. And you mentioned how you use mice as a tester. How long did it take to formulate a trial for humans? We have done a trial on humans, and that um, has been published in the journal Life Metabolism. Mm-hmm. And was it a overall like big success? Did you find that it was really, really... Um, did it, I guess, exceed your expectations for the results? Um the overall story, yes, was a, was a fantastic success, and um, 
if you think that you that you discover a compound in nature that you then test in preclinical models, mm -hmm. and then you discover um, two further compounds that acted in synergy, we call it. So we needed um, all three to be present to help to support blood sugar, mm -hmm. and and then to go to human clinical trial. Yeah, that was um, an amazing success. And so, daily, does it just control blood sugar levels? Like, does it have any other positive effects for um, diabetics? Um, we don't know all, what it can all, all do. So we we have done um, the studies that I just mentioned. So we are doing further studies where it may be of benefit for other applications that we don't know. Um, we are now doing a clinical trial on long COVID and mm -hmm. chronic fatigue. Both of them are similar conditions in a way, and um, this is um, run by an expert here at Otago, Warren Tate. We are, we are planning to do this in, hopefully we can start in August. Okay. Yeah. And are there any other cases, either with, in the field of using it for diabetics, of, or as a whole of using um, flower petals as a, I guess, a basis of um, study and testing? You mean if there's another natural supplement mm -hmm. that's based on flower petals for yeah. diabetes? Yes, yeah. Um, no, I'm not aware of, of any other supplements that um, use flower petals for um, a condition, to, to support a condition. Okay. Um, like, there are, though, flower petals or other um, flower products out there that have a long-term traditional use, mm -hmm. for example, Arnica um, mm -hmm. for inflammation, for example, um, or to, re to improve um, joint function. And I suppose I saw in an article that the supplement or the tablet, I believe, is wait, is it still waiting to be approved by the United States Drug Agency? Yes, so that would be um, good if it got approval. But um, mm -hmm. it's about dietary supplements. They're generally not a medicine. Mm -hmm. So um, to be approved by the Food and Drug Administration, it needs to be a medicine. Mm -hmm. And um, that is a different approach. To be approved as a medicine, this is a very long process, which takes um, probably mm -hmm. ten, 10 years and a lot of investment. If that was, um, that, that would be mm -hmm. a potential from a dietary supplement to go to um, a medicine. But many dietary supplements don't progress to medicine. They're marketed at dietary supplements. And how available would the supplement be? Like, would it be very accessible for most diabetic? That's what I would hope. So um, I would hope that we, we can make it available to nearly every everyone. So it's grown in New Zealand, and um, we now we we upscaled. But um, the, the larger we can upscale, so the more we could sell, then the price would come down, obviously, and it would be more accessible for more people. In some countries, also dietary supplements or nutraceuticals, as we call them, they can be funded by the public system, mm -hmm. and that would be fantastic if certain supplements in New Zealand could also be funded, um, which, I, which is a, we are a long way from this, mm -hmm. but then it would be available to many people. And, um, yeah, that would be 
a very long-term yeah. approach. Well, thank you, Alex, for coming on to speak with us about this new research. Okay, talk about it. And we hope to hear more from you in the future. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.